Interesting weekend, I must say. We had in the world of sports, from record-breaking in the world of boxing to incredible Valtteri Bottas, who won the Turkish Grand Prix in Formula 1, and top-notch performance from the Super Eagles of Nigeria in the World Cup qualifiers against the Central African Republic, not leaving out title winners, France, who won the second edition of the UEFA Nations League. Those were the highlights of the weekend in the world of sports, among others. And one thing is sure, you'll get the details of those stories and more on Sport Lounge this evening going down live right here in the studios of Futa Radio 93.1 FM Akure. My name is Maureen and I have got the guys with me gearing up to do justice to the talking points we have on offer. We'll go on a short break now when I return. The analysis segment will take center stage. My name is Chief Mary Onyale, popularly known as African Queen of Sprints. Please stay tuned to Sports, Sports, Sports Lounge Sports on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. 1 FM. This, this is Sports Lounge, Sports Lounge. on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Sports It's nothing but sports. This is Sports Lounge. DJ Kawai, Jira, 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 Welcome back. While in Tyson Fury's mind, this will be the song that we'll be singing um, right there in his head after winning that game against um, Dante Wilder. And uh, like I said in the intro, I have the guys with me in the studios and together I'll be doing justice to the talking points we have on offer. I have Philip here and AY is on the show with me this evening and also I have Buega who is here to discuss boxing that we had over uh, the weekend and uh, good evening guys glad to have you in the studios how was the weekend let, let me just reduce the tension a bit first <laughs> the, highlight, the highlight of my weekend was seeing Greg start to say he said Drebo stole his when said when Drebo said you know, <laughs> said, you know um, Fury is wilder how Fury be wilder yeah so quickly uh, let's start with boxing and uh, before we actually head to the Tyson Fury and Dante Wider. Let's um, talk about the Efe Ajagwa's fight uh, where he lost um, this weekend um, against in uh, yeah against um, Frank Sanchez. Yeah, Frank Ch- Sanchez, his um, Cuban um, opponent. And let's not forget that um, Efe Ajagwa prior to that fight was unbeaten and they had um, three belts on offer. He had won uh, that encounter, but uh, the Cuban guy Sanchez actually um, came on with the night and uh, he was a. I mean, I say it was really. Uh, it, it was. 
there was a there was a, I would say class between these two boxers because uh, yeah. for Sanchez he was way 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 um, better than Ife Ajaba. Yeah, yeah, you would expect that. I think the physique uh, for Sanchez is bigger and he looked generally more experienced. Mm-hmm. I can't recall his record now, but he he has some titles. He has fought more mm-hmm. and. He is closer to challenging Usyk. In fact, that fight, the decision of that fight was that he is in a better position mm-hmm. to challenge for WBO belt yeah. from Usyk. Mm-hmm. And also, either of WBO or Tyson Fury's WBC. WBC. So, that fact, the, the fact that if uh, um, he is even close to this echelon, mm-hmm. to this class, I think is good news for him. That was a not so bad loss. I don't like the way the media represented it like it was really bad. Like mm-hmm. 98 to 91, 98 to 91, and, and then 97, 97 to 92. 92. Yeah. So the, it was so reported as if it was bad. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, that was, it, it was different from uh, Fury and Wilder. Wilder so yeah. I don't think that's bad news for a I mean, because has, going into this bout, any, any yeah, bout. going to this bout, there was this, uh, will I see, a, a lot of people were expecting, expecting if he, that if he, if he would yeah. come through. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, f- sadly for him, that was his first loss and mm-hmm. he had to go through that. And watching that fight, he, he made a statement, you know, he was able to throw one punch, but Sanchez was a lot more experienced. Mm-hmm. For every punch, if he landed, there was probably two or one that was replied. And mm-hmm. so Sanchez had a day for that. And so we might just see, I don't know what the timeline is like, but Sanchez is in a good position to challenge. Yeah, for the heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that would be after the Joshua rematch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we start to see how the uh, um, permutations how he comes into the scene will, will to go. compete but with the big boys. That means Ajagba would have to reset, fight a few other people, mm-hmm. yeah. and then step up the rankings across WBO and WBC rankings before he can then challenge someone in the top five or top ten again and then he gets to step up maybe in the next two years. But that wasn't really a bad loss Mm -hmm. uh, for him. Only that, of course, the record is damaged mm-hmm. he he has not been defeated but doesn't stop him from rising to the to the top top well, level well i'm um, still with you Boyga. let's um, talk about the uh, the big one on the night uh, that's uh, the tyson fury versus um dante wider and uh, it, it went in the favor of um tyson fury via knockout yeah was it favor or he deserved it that that is another that's another um question because when you look at that bout an interesting bout I would say from start to finish and the fact that at a point it went the way of Wilder and then uh, come the 10th, 11th round it went the way of uh, of Tyson Fury and um, like I said it, it, it was just, I don't want to use the word lucky because two, both um, fighters or both came boxers through. actually came through but the fact that it was who was more clinical or who um, was more technical actually yeah. carried the day yeah. and that was where um, Tyson Fury uh, um, came in in that, in that encounter but in general what do you mean of that bout? I think um, I, I had to catch up with, I saw the last four four rounds mm-hmm. and then I had to catch up with the rest. Uh, my impression is just that, I think, like you said, theory is more technical, more tactical and can he can drive can dictate the pace mm-hmm, of the game. Mm-hmm. He would let you ride out, yeah. exhaust yourself. Especially, what I get from that fight is that uh, Wilder wasn't really extra confident Theory was more confident. No, I, don't, I, I think I will not agree with you on that. Because we, 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 we talked about this. And he I wasn't said, very confident. No, because prior to that bout, the atmosphere, he was playing at home, using the yeah. word playing. He was yeah. fighting at home, Las yeah. Vegas, and he had the, the, the crowd, the fans backing him that, okay, yeah. yes, you're doing this. Enough, 
but to me what I perceived was he was so sure he was confident that he could actually um, get this one because prior to that the talkings and the fact that he said whatever way he ended there was not going to be a fourth match and yeah. the like so he was kind of confident that I okay, think we can could. say I, I would say he was determined not okay who would you, who would you say was more confident going into the into the bout Fury had this all the factors were in his favor he held the belt he had this spiritual connection with, <laughs> everybody has it Everybody has this. No, someone connection. came with Bini costume, <laughs> and someone came with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of that. But but generally, I think I think um, the, uh, Fury had this. Okay, I fell down, and I would I would come back up. But four four rounds in, you could tell from the facial expression of Fury uh, of Wilder. Yes, he would throw the punch, but he was you know sometimes I mean Muhammad Ali would 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 wait and you would ride him out mm. that was the Fury's tactic but you would ride him out for an inter- for, for two rounds you are punting Muhammad Ali but he, it's in the mind he knows wh- what he's doing mm. and so when I'm ready to go I'll go all the way so I think Fury was more calculated mentally and mm. you know was, whenever he was landing a punch it was yeah. more effective but well, don't the you punch, think the punches were more, you, know, you know were realer yeah don't you think that he actually uh, like see, yeah that tactics the fact that he knew he was taller than wider and he actually used that because yeah. for um, Tyson Fury he, he no for um, Dunton Wider he was trying to like land the punches Ashami yeah, let, let me just throw my hands yeah let me just yeah, I think I you think should you should be more direct direct as a boxer people have said it Wada could have been one of the biggest. He's one of the biggest. He could have been top three of this generation or top two, whatever. If you know in the top three, I don't think so. We can Who? debate that. Don't Wada. Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. What generation I from mean, 1990 I mean, now? Or uh, yeah, this top three. Theory, Joshua. Who would complete that? Wilder. <laughs> is, he, but, is that but, how you rate them? Like Fury, Joshua, Wada? Yeah? When we talk the generation in the okay. next ten years, that would that would be it. Okay, well maybe we'll have to maybe not Fury Joshua, somewhere. but no, that's still two thousand and ten, twenty twelve. Now, they are brothers, this generation. yeah, the senior they brother. Will, yeah, they will have to feature somewhere. It's a long debate, anyways. <laughs> that's why people like Wilder might not make it because he was more street fighter than actual boxer. So people are saying that if he added technical skills, box. box properly, the tactical guide, mm-hmm. bobbing and weaving. If you ha- added all, all of that to your aggression, he's a very aggressive boxer. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't teach an old dog a new trick. Yeah, so he came up in the streets of Alabama on but, that. But he, to me, he didn't really show that on the night, though. But nah, nah, nah. He, he showed it on the night. Uh, it was me, just, I didn't, I didn't really he, see he came up I didn't with really that, strict, that strict thing. <clears throat> I think what, when um, Wega was saying uh, Wilder was more confident, mm-hmm. I think what happened was Wilder figured Fury like... Fury was more confident. Uh, Fury, rather. Yeah, yeah. Fury figured like, no matter what you bring, I'll be superior I, to I, you. I have a reserve time. Yeah, so Wilder was hoping for a quick fix yeah let me Round quickly four. yeah let me quickly rush him and hopefully just knock yeah. him out <laughs> in in a space of two rounds or one even in one round uh, Wilder got Fury on the on the canvas twice yeah yeah so he was hoping that it would rush keep him yes. down and you know initial just gra-gra. initial gragra would probably get him the win that was the, he knew that if that win, if that fight was extensive if he went on and on and on via unanimous decision not even via if he kept going Fury would probably you know, out with me. So let me quickly, you know, maybe one straight Quick punch, oh, maybe one heavy punch. Mm-hmm. Fury is, yeah. is, is a long distance you know, runner. Fury is like <laughs> a marathon runner. Yeah. Wilder is the 100 meters guy. 100 he just wants to blast straight, mm. blitz and go. But Fury wants to box. He wants to enjoy. Fury wants to take his time. Because he feels like this thing is like art. It's like 
a concert is you don't rush <laughs> you know an orchestral performance you you enjoy the rhythmic but movements that's why you see fury covered more grounds he landed more punches he you know he went around the ring more Wada was more or less in his corner in his corner in his corner you know just trying to land it's that right land that right so eventually you know he, he didn't work on the night and, and there was a lot of hugging there was a lot of this <laughs> hugging like you guys said it was a good fight. Uh, no, I agree. No, no, not in terms of all-out action. In terms of just all-out like, action, there were there was too much hugging. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was very hard to separate. Yeah, no, we said it was a good fight, but not in terms of all-out oh, okay, action. In terms of just like um, in terms of all-out action, we we're saying it's a good fight compared to. Because we saw these two boxers, yeah, yeah, they were yeah, landing yeah, punches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usyk was yeah. doing a lot of the working. And, and Joshua was just trying. To, but, but guys, if that game had actually gone to the twelfth round and the like, did you think that game would have actually ended in a draw like the first bout did? Because when they are scoring the it, because when you look at the first four rounds, it looked like it went the way of um, oh, Wilder, yeah. and then look at the last uh, three rounds, that's the the ninth, tenth, and eleventh where he knocked out. Um, wider do you think that game probably would have ended in a draw for me if um if fury didn't knock knock out um wilder, wilder yeah if we had left it to the judges it's a it's a fight in las vegas when you come to america to fight a u.s boxer if you don't knock him out you'll be you it's you against the world in the judges scorecard no matter what you bring were, the numbers was were, were kind of obvious hey you think it was, it was mm-hmm. obvious but when it will come to you know the judges scoring you'll be surprised that after the if the fight went on to the twelfth round, we will have just heard other factors can come. Yeah, we will have heard the judges call this as a split decision is a draw, and they would give him a draw because we've seen it. We've seen it with Mayweather. We've seen it with other heavyweight boxers. People come to America. That's why a lot of people don't like to box American boxers or fight American boxers and right there in Las Vegas because they feel no matter what you do. If you don't knock them out, yeah. the unanimous decision will not go your way. It will be, it will be a split decision, that's, and then that's a huge indictment. Of, yeah, it's <laughs> ending the draw of American, you know, boxing. <laughs> yeah. So if, if Fury understood the assignment, he knew that only a knockout could save him. Mm. If not. They will just steal that second fight away from him again. Well, uh, let's quickly move on um, from boxing. Let's head to Formula One, where uh, Valtteri Bottas was actually uh, the driver of the day. The fact that um, he actually start had the first, um, he, he started with P, when the P1 and actually um, ended in P1, and the likes of. Uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton, who was hoping he could copy uh, Max Verstappen in the style of starting from the back and also probably finishing yeah, second or third. <laughs> yeah, tenth, tenth. He started tenth, and he was still unable to actually uh, finish second or third in that race. He finished um, fifth, but there was this, um, will I say, technical clash between um, the the Mercedes um, engineers and himself. The fact that they wanted him to pit at a particular point in time when they felt he could still go on uh, with the car and the tires that he actually has and all but where did you think that game was actually um, won and lost in the Turkish Grand Prix? Uh, Turkish Grand Prix was won already at the qualifying section when mm-hmm. Valtteri Bottas you know got bumped but to P1 they could have but just poor management actually didn't handle that game well and no I'm saying before the game you know Hamilton finished on pole mm-hmm. then he he took engine upgrades that mm-hmm. pushed him back to P10 yeah his engine was not it wasn't a new chassis it yeah. wasn't like a totally new engine it was just few upgrades Obvious, in the already yeah. existing engine mm-hmm. so he went to P10 then um, Valtteri Bottas started on pole mm-hmm. and um, Magnus started but when you look at the track at the Turkish Grand Prix yes it's wide but at the starting point it's very 
already in narrow. Yeah. So if it was we starting on the outside, yeah. which is the P1. So whoever was starting on P1 at the, uh, it's like when you're running around the athletics track, you know, mm-hmm, yeah, that hundred, yeah, that curve at the curve. You think who is closer to the baseline mm-hmm. has the advantage, yeah. but the person outside yeah, actually has, has the advantage, you know, the advantage. Well. That was what happened with the start, and immediately Valtteri started well. He held on to that lead for the whole of the race. Nobody threatened him. Max Verstappen finished 14 seconds after him, so mm-hmm. it wasn't as if it was yeah, a close, close one. For, yeah, but yeah. for other drivers, uh, Landon Norris. Good one for Landon Norris, good mm. one for Carlos Sainz. These other guys were impressive on the night. They knew the P1 was not something they were fighting yeah. for. But, they just wanted you know, to finish top 10. Finish in the top 10, finish in the position places. And for Lewis Hamilton, I was I was hoping he'll be able to repeat what Max, Max. did. Oh, Maybe finish third. Or, but <laughs> it, it seems, as, I often, uh, uh, as I've often said this season, it seems when the conditions are right, when you allow these guys race, I think Max Verstappen is somewhat faster than Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton on you know no all things being equal. equal. No more reason, no nothing, nothing hampering them because he couldn't catch up with the pace of the guys up front. Mm-hmm. So and um, Max Verstappen did it in the previous race, starting behind yeah. the grid, mm-hmm. and he he, uh, he overtook everybody. everybody he finished yeah. P two, mm-hmm. but this is Hamilton starting P ten. And he's finishing, uh, I think, fifth. fifth. He finished fifth. So uh, now the gap has extended six to six points. points. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, good one that Mercedes won. They are still, they've extended their lead at yeah, the constructor. So, mm-hmm. uh, but on the driver standing, mm-hmm. you know, this is like the first season we are seeing this inter-switch. inter-switch yeah. this, this race weekend, Mercedes is leading. Mm-hmm. Next race weekend, Red Bull are, you know, the guys in front. So I think good one for for um, Max Verstappen that he held on to that P2 mm-hmm. finished now he has some sort of not really you know point luxury mm-hmm. but at least a little cushion yeah, he needs to win like two races more three yeah and one thing that we are seeing or one thing we saw from that Turkish Grand Prix is all is not really well in the Mercedes camp yeah yeah there are some because Mercedes before this race they were talking about actually punishing Lewis Hamilton mm. and during the race again they had that um, back and yeah, forth back argument, and forth argument yeah. whether about, to stop or yeah, not whether to pit and change not, tires yeah. or uh, continue. Uh, continue and I think the decision to start on he started on hard tires mm-hmm. uh, I mean Lewis, Lewis while everyone in front of him started on medium, medium tires, tires. And medium tires actually guarantee you more speed. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand if it was his own decision to start on the hard tires because Toto Wolf was saying it that doesn't. If they had not pit, then they wouldn't have finished fifth. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think maybe it's now down to I'm the driver. This is almost like my tenth year in this. I, I, I have the experience. Thing. I know this thing. And the guys in the technical business, we are the ones managing your car. We also know the car well. <laughs> yes, you are the one driving the car, but we know the physics of you the know car. how these things work. So I don't really know what is happening. And in a season where they've already let go of um battery yeah. and now that issues are, are coming up with uh, Lewis Hamilton, hmm. maybe we might just see an entire overhaul at Mercedes, especially if he doesn't win Being this um, the, title. Yeah, the title this season. Well, quickly, let's head to the Nigeria football scene. Where we'll be talking at uh, the Super Eagles of Nigeria, where they defeated uh, the Central African Republic. And then, um, quickly, guys, let's take a look at the, well, let's say, tactical switch from uh, Ghana Raw, where he started with a 3 5 um, 2 formation, uh, three defenders, and uh, five midfielders playing with a flank. I think it was uh, either Philip or AY when he called, um, AGP when he called in on the show, and he actually suggested that style of play for um, coach. 
um, Ghana Row and the players actually, will I say, they, they did justice to it because they actually got um, two goals in the night. Um, Leon Balogo and uh, Victor Sime getting the second goal and also Ahmed Musa making his 100th appearance. But uh, for um, Savard, as uh, the Central African Rep- uh, Republic coach, he said um, the Super Eagles actually had the favour of uh, the referee at the back and like was when he, saw, he talked about the goal and uh, he felt uh, that the player was actually offside and he was just talking a whole lot about the game and like the fact that he didn't go in the favour of his team but let's look at the Ghana Road tactics the formation he actually deployed and how the players actually turned up in the night an impressive game you want to see yeah first of all we was suggested the formation should actually start coaching the Super Eagles <laughs> <laughs> well, but um, I think um, you know sometimes um, coaches try to you know Things. You know, to tweak things and make some changes and then most times when it works you know it's you know down to the coaches oh kudos Brilliant. to him but then when it doesn't work he's like why are you even changing stuff so but I think um, you know it was long overdue and um, I think the Super League should have won by you know I think a goal more or two more if you know I think if it they was calmer and if they were clinical in front of goal and um, for, for Ahmed Musa finally the hundredth mm-hmm. one. We all know what happened when. Yeah, he was we thought he did. Yeah, yeah but um, well, I, oh, going forward, do do you see the Super Eagles actually maintaining these tactics? And do you think we have the players who can actually play it, this time? I, I mean, it depends, though, because um, yeah, you could say maybe we have an abundance of central midfielders who maybe complement each other in the right way in terms of pace and area presence and ability to use the ball. But also, do these players play? This system regularly for their club, so it's not as if someone is used to playing um, as in in the four three three, and mm-hmm. you're telling him to come back and play in the you know three five two when he's not necessarily used to that. So, I think um, depending on the um, you know quality of players, the, you know the because he used um, Moses um, Simon and Jamil Collins uh, as, as wing, wing Moses Simon has played as wing back as a wing back. I think while he was at Spain and for a few times right there in his club for Nantes, so I think he's used to that. And Jamil Collins has also done that. I think for Panderborn in Germany. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. so he's Follow used, on. yeah. So he's used to playing as a wing back, so which makes up for you know the three at the back. Like I said, we could play. Um, Chigozi Awazim, uh, Balugu, and um, Tristan. Yeah, Ekon. and then all three could actually, um, you know, well. play a complement each other in the right, and then you know that front and that midfield three of uh, Aribo and Kelechi and Acho, you know, supporting Victor Simon makes a whole lot of sense. But then time is needed. Let's not forget we are playing Central Africa probably. I don't necessarily think we should be. Switching formations to beat them, we should play 43 and beat them, <laughs> let them go. So, um, I think Where that we didn't switch formation now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do anything we need. Okay, to I don't know, but, but I'm just saying, basically, I'm just saying, um, time is needed, you know, to actually say, okay, maybe this is the right way because mm-hmm. what happens when he does this and Obviously, he's the head coach, so he should know better. But um, like Philip said, let's do what is necessary to win the match and then move on. We meet the big boys. Mm-hmm. You would deploy another meeting. That would be the headache. Like, uh-huh. okay, well, how do we face? But for all these ones, we it shouldn't is. be, you know, struggling. So let's just do whatever we need to actually win. It's good that we won. Now we have like uh, I think three points cushion again. So you know. Parity has no, two, restored. actually, because for um, Cape Verde, they are second now. They defeated okay, they also won. Oh, yeah, yeah true. Two. So they are also on their seven points. Seven we points, are on nine. nine uh, yeah. uh, well, I, I don't think Cape Verde can catch us. No, that's <laughs> it's not realistic. The thing is, I, I think I'll be worried if we struggle to get out of the first stage of this qualifiers. No, we have, I think we have <laughs> one more game. That, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that, I'm, I'm, I'm buttressing your point. Yeah, we're going to face Cape Verde I'm buttressing your point. I don't think we should be worried. I don't think we should be worried about this first Cape Verde knowing fully well that all they need against us is perhaps a way to topple us. Now, they would expect them to come with, you know, everything they can come with. But Liberia, Liberia 
true we say they are no minos, but I don't think Liberia <laughs> should pose any foreseeable threat. But Cape Verde knowing fully well that all they need against Nigeria will be to steal by hook or crook a win. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be more cautious about it. Then I expect so many bonuses so, to be made you know, qualify for the initial stage and then one Well, there's still an update about uh, Ghana Rudd's um, salary if it has been paid or not. But um, quickly, um, still in the Nigeria football scene, let's head to uh, the MPFL here in Accra where according to reports um, Sadiq Yusuf has left um, Sunshine Stars and he has joined um, Egyptian uh, Modest side, I would <laughs> say, um, Leo Makasa SC on a two year deal. That's an, an Egyptian um, club right there. And uh, the fact that um, and the Egyptian side, um, they are currently in the Egyptian uh, Premier League. And uh, I think um, last season, I think they finished um, seventh in their league. So, and uh, this side has actually participated in the CAF um, Champions League before uh, 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And so, probably there's a chance he can also play continental football if the club actually do well. But for Sunshine Stars, losing another player. Let's not forget Fuad, according to reports, has also left. And now Sadiq Yusuf, who was, um, will I say, the highest goal scorer for yeah. the Sunshine stars and team last season where do you think sunshine stars will go from here now yeah two key players you know and one transforming is quite difficult and i think um my next question would be um what are they getting f- f- what are they getting for losing two mm-hmm. key players what are, are they willing to or uh, what are they accepting because oh, I, I know definitely monies were being yeah, yeah exactly because before you're leaving you're losing two key players what are you willing to accept so it remains to be seen how they actually try and use that, you know, spend that in trying well, to... Who, who negotiated the deal, really? We don't need to know these the things. The la- what I'm asking is because the last we heard was that they had dissolved the yeah, yeah, you know, and um, then, chairman. All yeah. those. They actually don't have all those people. So who's... So who is representing uh, exactly Sunshine? It's, it's manager now. The, you said that you will have manager. No, 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 I mean, but, no, but then he's a sun, he's a sunshine star. Yeah, player by contract. from club A to club B. Yeah. Yeah. The sale is actually between the, the club, club and the club. Yeah. The, man, uh, the, the player, player does not like, take his transfer yeah, fee. True. So who was sitting on behalf of sunshine, sunshine stars to negotiate? Because the club chairman has been dissolved. They came out to tell us down to the ball boys that <laughs> like yeah. they've dissolved. So right now the club is administratively not in the hands of anyone. But mm. we no, heard no, before they, yeah, they that talks, they signed yeah a deal with, with a, a private investor who were who according to reports what was going to be in charge of sunshine okay, stars. Okay, but we so don't, we've not heard any reports about that. That still doesn't. That still doesn't. It's like saying Roman Abramovich is negotiating a deal with a club that wants to buy a Chelsea player. Yes, is the owner. Mm-hmm. Yes, is the one that owns mm-hmm. the club. Yeah, there's supposed but to be an administrative not, body to do that. Uh-huh, there's supposed to be a board, maybe a board of directors or whoever, like a club that has the interest of Sunshine yeah, that Stars. Is, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just because this. See, let's be honest. Sunshine Stars, the body that signs them, the man. You know, we saw his picture. We saw his. You know, mm-hmm. we read everything is shrouded shout, in a lot of secrecy. A lot of no, even secrecy. Clouds that we don't even understand. They've not appointed a coach. They don't have a backroom staff. Mm. They had dissolved their entire uh, board. board down to their ball boys. Mm. That means they must have not been training. Down to their physiotherapists, True. down to... Yes, sir. Exactly. They are not training. They are not camping. They are not doing anything. It has just been dark. They have not... Re- they've not signed... Uh, what's the name of that coach that helped them to survive relegation? I think the Jayani. The Jayani. We've, we've not heard either if they signed him or let him go. They've not bought any player. Fouad has left. Uh, Sadiq Amatu has left. That's almost know. for so sure. We still, you see, that's why sometimes when some sunshine, you know, when we go to Sunshine Arena, well, the stadium rather, to watch them play, 
I share the sentiment or, or, I, or I empathize with some of the sentiments that when people say it's better they relegate all this fighting or relegation every yeah, season yeah. like it's better they actually go maybe when they swim in the relegation waters when they when they hustle in the N- NNL mm-hmm. and they know how hard it is to come back to come back, back. they will appreciate being in the MPFL, being in the MPFL because they, they've always been there they think we've survived it's almost as if Sunshine knows that no matter how bad it is we'll survive, we survive this relegation no way so this thing is actually to me it's not good because we are supporters of Sunshine we expend our finances to go there watch them you know we cheer them but when these decisions are being made do they, do they ever consider the feelings of their supporters because sometimes clubs do some business deals with the supporters in mind so that if we sell this player how would the supporters react because these are like the two perhaps shining lights in the team. Fuad, gone. Sadiq Ahmad Yusuf, gone. Now, who is replacing those two players? Who is negotiating those deals? Who is pocketing the transfer fees that, you know, came from that sale to Egypt? Are they using it to reinvest in the team? Are they renovating their stadium? Are they buying players? Nothing is being done about that team. And guess what? MPFL will come out and say they want to start the league. You will see a crop of maybe 20 new faces at Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And then we'll now start to complain that the quality is bad. What is really happening with the team? I think a lot of questions need to be asked about Sunshine. Well, quickly, let's head to the UEFA Nations League game that went down over the weekend. Uh, where first, let's start with the third um, place game where they had um, Italy, Italy versus Golden and, Generation <laughs> and Golden Generation and Belgium, which ended two um, one in the night. And the fact that for Belgium in that, in that game, it's more like they already gave up on the game because Why? no, yeah, no, um, um, Kevin De Bruyne, no. Um, I think Lukaku and Hazard were injured. And, and they were Hazard injured and then they were left with um, Matsuai Van Aken to and actually come in for them. To actually start that game. Yeah, um, you know, um, Philip was already, you know, Martin, Golden Generation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Golden Generation, I said this, um, it's an opportunity for them to actually try and see mm-hmm. that they don't go out with a wimp and they've done that because, um, you know, for a crop as... It's more like they were even tired because looking at the comments after from Thibaut Courtois, what he if Timo Kotoa had won, will he come out to say, you know, the he, third say? Play? He, said, he said the third place game, you know, is a waste of everybody's time, and then they are not looking after the players. They're not looking after the players. The fact that they it, tend to play regularly. Won, won it, and then the World Cup coming up in 2020. To be fair, he had a point. I mean, there's no point. Collecting huge money, that's a sacrifice. Yeah, the player, no, no, they are not collecting the money. It's really. I mean, I'm just saying the club football is. He's talking about both UFA and even UFA club football. The fact that there's no enough time, you just have three weeks to actually yeah. rest when you look at yeah, it. But then he was, but the com- he, was is, no, he was complaining basically about the third place game. Mm-hmm. And then, like Philip said, from the third place game that went down, UFA stands to gain the most. So that's why they were even insisting on it. And this is where you know he's actually having his own issue with. But I think um, going back to the game, um, you know, like you said. It was as if they gave up already, but then due to injuries and then you know negotiation with respective clubs, Lukaku and Hazard, and even Kevin De Bruyne, couldn't start the game. He came on, was able to assist, I think, the goal. But basically, it looks like this is you no know, the one up for the taking for Italy to actually get. And then I mean, even this is the winding down of the much acclaimed 
you know, golden generation. I mean, this was their. But it remains to be seen, though. I mean, the World Cup. I mean, the World Cup is next year, and then wow. I'll be surprised. I'll, 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 I'll be very surprised. Next year, December now. Yeah, yes. next year. So I'll, yeah. November, December. Yeah, I'll be very surprised. if Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. Eh? Lukaku will be out then. Lukaku will be 29. Not just even Lukaku. I'm saying the, 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 no, the, the backbone of, of the team. I'm, I'm even saying the likes of Veto again and Adawed. I'll be surprised if by next year, December, they're, they're still performing fit. at a very, very high level. Now, we've seen players do it like with Chiellini and Bonucci at the Euros, but then... It's the World Cup where you have the likes of the South Americans coming in, the Africans, yeah. the Americans. So I'll be surprised if they like, because basically, in terms of attack, you could still pull one or two tricks with likes of, you know, KDB and Lukaku. Maybe they still have one, two, three years left in them. Um, but for I that think defense. The issue is so no, no, Tibo Koto is still there for like four, five, six years. He has age on his I'm saying the defense hmm. is my pro, is my, where I'm really worried for, for, worried for, um, Belgium. for Belgium because so far, so good. After Vettergen, Vamalin, and Ander, the next they have is Boyata and, you know, um, Denaya. So it's not kind really the looking. Best the best. So so I think um, for, for Italy, Italy then it's just Italy doing Italy things. Um, I think the final, <laughs> the, the final was played. I think in Juventus Stadium. Yeah, Juventus. Yeah, the Alias Arena, Arena there, and then you know it seems like seems like home for some of those players. So um, you know they just you know did what they've been. I think it's home for all of them, really. Yeah, basically, <laughs> where the national team plays. No, no, no. That's Juventus's. Uh, home ground. Ground. They use yeah, they use it most time, and then the national no. team uses. And then most of them was out. Yeah, so yeah. I think. Um, but basically, they were the better side. They got you know they went two 0 up. That's why not playing. You know, Verratti, Insigne, yeah. yeah. no Bonucci, no mm-hmm. no Chiellini in defense, mm-hmm. and still no Spinazzola. So it was good for them and confidence they, boost. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, to the final, gong gong. Uh, Kylian Mbappe uh, finding ah. <laughs> the contentious winner in that one against France, and uh, that game ended. Yeah, contentious because a lot of people uh, have the opinion it's that he was on offside. But if only, if only, if only, if only that Spain player uh, hadn't touched the ball, probably the goal would have been cancelled. But that game ended um, 2-1 in favour of um, France, and Spain actually and started brightly in that encounter, and. I I would really, really love to see what they actually would bring in the World Cup come 2022. Yeah, to be totally honest, because from Luis Enrique being in charge of that Spain national team, a whole lot of people didn't expect him to actually really pull up some strings in the team. But the fact that the way he actually let go of no Real Madrid players in the squad and the yeah, likes. Yeah, but Real Madrid players themselves are not really in the best forms. If I'm, if we are being honest, I mean, the Spanish players are Real Madrid. They are not really. In the, they are not so, really. I mean, so is uh, Pedri and. <laughs> That are in good form in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, but like, the Spanish. No, players, no. the players from Barcelona that are in good form. No, compared to the players from Barcelona. Laporte is a good form. Laporte, Laporte is 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 plays at Man City. He's not he's not for Barcelona. I'm saying. Hey, I'm, I just mentioned another player. Who that are is, the Spanish players at Real Madrid? Nacho and then Luis uh, Lucas Vasquez. Beyond that, I mean, Lucas Vasquez is on good form. Love I, think, I, I, I even think he's injured now because Vavadi was even playing right back recently. Mm-hmm. So, so what else? I mean, you have it's just not to before, before Maybe, he, no, before he invited no. people. Yeah, don't. What's this guy, Ramos? Sergio Ramos. Ramos is still injured for Paris Saint Germain. What else mm-hmm. is he going to call an injured man? <laughs> See, basically, I get what you're saying. I sent you, I sent you, I sent you. I mean, is <laughs> okay. Who was who, who was Asensio going to start ahead of in that you know that front line yesterday? Asensio starts ahead of anybody in the front line. Yes, apart from the from last, Spain. apart from when Madrid were on you know this poor run of form, Asensio was the one starting and he was pulling good strings. Which, which goal and assist before this uh, draw, draw and no, loss that Madrid had. He caught his he caught so, his whole team right by Lecano when they got red card and then well, he scored like three goals. He started He started But for me, see. One, I wish Tommy was here. She made <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I, I'm actually sitting with her on this one. She made yeah. a good point last 
time we previewed this game mm-hmm. that Spain on will Friday. come yeah, on yeah. Friday. Spain will come with a lot of bites and no cuts. Mm. That was exactly what happened. They created chances. They crossed. Yeah. They split, played. Moved the ball. But this, somehow, this, I, somehow I wished it, maybe if uh, Murata or one of, even in as much or as they would Gerard lose Moreno. the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think were, one of any of those crosses they played, they played, they played, they played without a striker, striker to be honest. Yeah. Their attackers were indecisive. They were. They didn't have the cutting edge. Look at how clinical France were when yeah, they went behind. Yeah, when from France was like France needed something to wake them up. Yeah. So when they went behind, mm-hmm. their every attack was like it could lead to a goal. Yeah. It you were if not for the saves from Unai Simon for blocks from yeah, defenders, yeah, you know, they could have actually considered more piped yeah. Spain for like maybe three or four. Goloy made some exactly. sense too, though. Yeah, he yeah, did. But you know you see that every time Spain moved. Um, France moved the ball forward. It was like they really wanted to score. It was with intent. So for Spain, I saw, I saw what I saw on the night was like um, Barcelona under Pep Guardiola when they met a brick wall, where people used to complain that they didn't have a plan B, mm. just pass, 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 do something else. Okay, you are losing. Your opponent has found you out that all you want to do is pass, pass. do something else. Maybe bring in a tall striker, loading, loading crosses, crosses, or be you know quicker with the passes they just didn't have a plan b and i think they, going into they, a world they lack cup, that pace they lack that yeah. pace i think that's one thing i agree going into the world cup yes they might withhold possession from teams but on the counter you know when they didn't get when they didn't allow france have the ball mm-hmm. mbappe was a little bit yeah. abysmal yeah it was nowhere to be found anything. until that goal it was, it was absent <laughs> yeah but when they were now looking for the winner when mm-hmm. the two teams were looking for the winner then Spain were playing a high line their defenders were standing on the center circle on the center line then Mbappe knew that okay there is space to run now that was why that final uh, the goal he got mm-hmm. you know you could tell that it was it was already on the offside position yeah but he looked he to check his, yeah, if yeah he had outpaced the entire defense, defense yeah but when uh, it was Eric Garcia whose leg touched the ball he, you know, changed the laws mm-hmm. of the game that yeah. it was not like a back pass from him to his mm-hmm. goalkeeper, yeah, to goalkeeper yeah. that an attacker intercepted. So, you know, that aside, apart from the goal, you know, Spain keeping the ball rendered Mbappe totally yes. useless. But one good thing again is that, you know, Benzema brought hmm. his A game. Hmm. Rolls Royce striker, if you ask me, you know, the way he, he doesn't constrain himself to that number nine role. Yeah. He knows that the ball might not necessarily come to meet him up front. And look at what he did on the night. He was roaming around, trying to link the play, getting the ball from, you know, the midfielders, getting the ball from the fullbacks. It was only Mbappe that stayed up front. Mm-hmm. Benzema was everywhere. That's why he could get his goal from that wing. That and this wing, is not yeah. the first time this season we'll be seeing Benzema. That kind of goal. Do, exactly. So you've seen that he has metamorphosize this game hmm. this game has evolved past let me be in a, a point nine, man. Yeah, a point man you have to be able to roam to hustle for your goal if not people will say you are not performing just like they said about Mbappe yesterday commentators kept saying about this is why goal, you don't take him out because he can actually mm-hmm. spring up surprise in the game. I think any, any any good person would have done what he did <laughs> I, I, th- I think for, so, me, for, for me the contrast on the night like Philip has said is um, you saw one team who were coercive the way he could pass the ball quickly with spin but then they lacked that X factor that player who could shoot well, even I, their passes were predictable no no their passes were no, their passes were causing Spain uh, causing France a whole lot of problems I remember you know um, Theo Hernandez struggling so yeah, much yeah. even Rafael Varane had to be uh, yeah, taken off do you, remember that, do you remember that Pogba through pass to Benzema that I dribbled Ugoloris to the right. Yeah. If it wasn't oh, that the ball moves yeah. to the right too 
two, two white. Two, yeah. Yeah, that would Spain would have been, been behind already in like the yeah, first but, 10 but, minutes. But I'm saying basically, what Spain did yesterday was if they had players who could shoot, I think the only time they actually, you know, they even tried to shoot on goal. Now, they played without a striker, which was always going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can't really swing in crosses. And then when you're playing without a striker, and then your wingers are not maybe like Moussa and Sadio Mane who are ready to shoot, it's going to be very, very difficult. And then for, for France, they have players like Griezmann who, yeah. you know, Want to score goals? They have you know, Mbappe who wants to score goals. Benzema. They have Benzema who wants to score goals. Even Pogba on his day can do that. And um, like Philip said, when Spain took the lead, um, you know, uh, another another of... another another very very um, schoolboy error from Pamecano. Yeah. He's making you know um, a whole lot of this in recent times. I think why was a Leipzig last season? He did that while playing. Um, I've forgotten. I think maybe against United or so. Yeah, you know, um, Rashford had. Um, had him on strings and all that, but then um, you know, Oya's about getting the goal, and then it looked like okay, it sprang um, France to life, and then I think all of a sudden Pogba decided, okay, now time to actually take over this midfield because Busque earlier on was just mm-hmm. you know playing as if he had um, extra legs, but you know Pogba turned up then like uh, Philip said Benzema again because that's not even half a chance, that's quarter a chance. I mean, mm-hmm. another person who played and then maybe you not played, you not hit the shot well or something, but I think for France yesterday. Um, we saw one side who are still disjointed in their uh, you know yeah, overall yeah, approach yeah. play, but then they have players who can change the game with their quality and you know that's um, unpredictability. Surprise. So I think that's what um, Spain will really need to look forward to if they are going to try and go for the World Cup. But yesterday, I think France have shown in the quarter in the semi-finals, first half they were not at races against Belgium. Yeah. Came back in second, second half, half yes. quality you know turned yeah. up. Same thing again yesterday, and I think. Um, for the champs now, we've been calling for his head. I'm sure he will be telling us now that okay, this head you are calling for is Well, the phone lines are open. You can be part of the show. You can call in, share your thoughts concerning what we've discussed so far on the show this evening. The phone lines are 0806 452 3344 or 0816 408 4381. The phone lines again is 0806 452 one. Quickly, let's um, talk about um, the comment um, Neymar said after uh, the game for uh, Brazil. Uh, the fact that he talked about that he may not be able to uh, participate in the um, in the World Cup after the 2022 after the 2022 World Cup. That this 2022 might be his last um, World Cup. The fact that he can't deal uh, with the um, negative comments and the, I'm trying to remember the key word he said. He said um, it, that he was unsure of his mental capacity to handle the demands of the sports. That's what he said. Uh, that the 2022 might be his last World Cup. The phone lines again is 0064523344 or 0816408 Guys, quickly, your thoughts on that? Well, uh, I think things like that make you appreciate uh, the man called Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. You see, Ronaldo has never taken a break. He has never or look at Neymar. Neymar is young. Or let me say he's younger than, you know, Ronaldo. He's younger than um, Zlatan. Messi. Messi. He's still in his 20s. But he's suddenly saying next World Cup might be his last because his mind is no longer in football. Do you cast your, cast your mind back to when I said, you know, Neymar at PSG is not the player that you look to to, produce, yeah, to produce the Champions League for you because... 
I said it then that he is no longer interested in winning. All he wants to do is probably dribble a few players, show both, hold on to the ball longer than usual, then release a wayward pass or try to arrow to the ball in. You know, it's obvious from his body language that he's not so hungry. And I blame it on the fact that when he came to Europe, he tasted instant success. Mm. So he didn't have to struggle for it. He came from Brazil, he was inserted into Barcelona. But he, he's 29 now. And yeah. um, next World Cup, he will just be 30. 30. What's, what's next four him from? years, he'll be 34. 34. How yeah. it was Modric when he was bossing? When he was bossing, uh, Modric fought the war, so you understand. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm saying. People that, <laughs> people that, <laughs> I mean, see players, older people have done it. See Tony Cruz, see yeah. Luka Modric, see old. Dina Tali used to go to, I think, the Euro Slam at 36. Euro Slam Closing. I mean, Chelin. I'm sure it was at the World War I think it was 30. <laughs> yeah, Closing was, you want to walk at 36. And he still played. You see, look at. Chelin and Bonucci. And I think, see, now, yeah. that, I, I, I think, look at. Quickly, let's see who's on the line. Hello? Uh, hello. Hello, good evening, Olu Bright. Good evening to you. Yeah, good evening, your contribution. Uh, let me go for boxing this night. But after football, it's Walter by now, he's uh, blaming himself now. So, because he came, he was doing a determination to take um, that in full. He, he, he wanted to knock him down at all costs. But he tried to take the college, he relaxed. And then, um, and then Suri came to use that um, chance to make sure he would not last best. So, all right, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ulu Bright, for your contribution. Well, the phone lines are 0 or 0 Hello? Hello? Yeah, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, what's your name? My name is Shay. Call it from Akure. All right, Shay, your contribution. Okay. The first game against, against Spain. Okay. Sorry, lost that. Do call us back. Um, the phone lines again is 0-06-452-3344 or 0816-408-4381. Hello? Hello, good evening, Molly. Yeah, good evening. What's your name? Yeah, my name is Bright, calling from Akure. All right, Bright, your contribution. Yeah, good evening to the other guys in the studio. They're yeah, saying hello. Yeah, um... Concerning wider free fight, you see, um, the wider should, I, I don't know, if you, are, if you say you don't want to accept defeat, when they kill you, I think your cause will accept defeat. You should just go and rest. Even getting a draw against you, you should consider that as a lucky. Because um, he's, I think he's over anxious. With the last fight against India, so I and one thing, one thing, one big thing you should learn is this: wash your mouth. You don't. I, fine, you may say there's no God in the game and all this and those religious. It's a lie. You can't just talk anyhow. You can you imagine a human being created by God saying even God cannot save you? Who are you? So let him contest you. Maybe you should challenge Godness. <laughs> then um, uh, this guy you just mentioned, Neymar. You see, Neymar has achieved everything he wants in football. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some, there's some not, trophies he hasn't won yet, though. He, he, did he tell you he won trophy? <laughs> Neymar is out there to gain the fame, to gain the money, and after bets me after football is going for modeling. Mm. 
that is what he wants and he has gained it so we are just we are just the one been talking about Neymar not this Neymar not that Neymar. he has achieved what he wants so let him let him just be and uh, probably he wants to retire yes go no problem so um, I think then if he Ajaba, I don't know the, I think this is his second loss, right? Or the first loss? First loss. First loss for him. Okay, I think it's uh, he, not, not too bad. And uh, let's see how it goes. All right. All right. Thank you very Thank much, you. Bright, for your contribution on the show this evening. The phone lines is 86 or 16 Hello? Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. What's your name? Uh, this is Comrade Asimov on the line. All right, Comrade, your contribution. Yeah, let me, uh, let me come to confirm that of uh, Neymar. Okay. You see, uh, Neymar, I can remember then when he was 17, when he was back in Gozo Santos. I remember what Didier Boba said, and who is that guy called Neymar? If you come to Europe, then you will know how football is being played. Hmm. You understand? Hmm. He, Neymar is a disappointment, you understand, to football because let's uh-huh. look apart from saying modeling or what about Baker? When you don't win trophies, they were looking at him to be the next talent. Hmm. Yeah, so I like, say he did support apart from having the same and the rest. He would talk about Ronaldo. I go to tell Ronaldo does not have the same, does not have the trophies, does not have the money. Hmm. You know what Ronaldo is modeling even as he's playing football. He's a disappointment for football because even now is look, what is worrying is frustration. That is what's worrying him for him to say he wants to retire at the age of 34. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 30 or 30, 30, 31, because it's appear to the next one, one and two, 32 worker. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just being frustrated. That it is not because of the criticism from the fans, because a lot of a lot of fans expected much from him and they are not yeah. getting anything from True. him, even with PSG. True. And as I have to tell you, even with PSG, he's why killing that thing. Mm-hmm. He's adding nothing, nothing to PSG. It's just a waste of money. And I guess, uh, although because that is why uh, the PSG are returning, but they don't know how to let it go. Mm. That is just the simple thing. Because at the end of the day, if you leave, you said that you go to play for Santos for free of charge. But <laughs> if you leave, yeah, of course now, if you leave the list of South American players, especially from Brazil, True. I think you should be the list. All right. You should be the list. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, comrade, for your contribution. The phone lines is 0 0 or 0816 one Quickly, guys, I want to have your um, take on this uh, Neymar's um, issue, the fact that he said he may not be participating in uh, the next World Cup. That's after the 2022. The 2022 World Cup will actually be his last uh, World Cup. And I'm uh, looking at the reactions from um, the callers we've had so far this evening. One saying he's a disappointment to football which I feel is a really bit too harsh, I would say, because you can't really tell somebody what they really want to do. Yeah. They are live and the likes. There's mm. some people who... <laughs> yeah, it's fair, it's, fair, it's fair to say so, yeah. I'm not preaching. No, Daniel Osvaldo. No, different, um, different things for different people. Motivation are different for different people. For so Neymar, he just wanted to be maybe successful, not... He just wanted to be a superstar. Just, and then once he achieved superstar, that's, that's it for him. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of people that's a different person and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. To even give a very quick example, Daniel Osvaldo was playing for Southampton. Everybody who remembers Osvaldo, he scored a fantastic against Man City where, you know, sent coming back to Belgium. Mm-hmm. At, I think at the age of 28 or 29, while earning millions, like tens of millions from Southampton, he just decided, I'm retiring. Then he started singing in a band. <laughs> and, I mean, so, 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 I mean, like you, you said, 
Neymar just wanted to be a superstar and maybe you know yes, he, 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 he's a superstar. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, games, endorsement, brands, YouTube hits, and many things. So maybe he, like you said, he knows better than most. He'll be 34 at the next World Cup. Mm-hmm. He, he he might say so now and then maybe towards that time he will yeah, change yeah. his mind. Mm-hmm. Footballers say the grandest yeah. thing sometimes, but coupled with his uh, ankles. Too. Yeah, no, yeah. His ankles have undergone you know surgery, surgery. I mean, due to his time. style of play, which, I think uh, Hazard's ankle too is one that we should consider. But Hazard is still pushing. Hazard still feels like he owes um, yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah, the money that last season. One just it's if he can it's give because, them. It's because one world class because season. Hazard seems like a, like a modest guy. But let's <laughs> let's draw let's just quickly let's draw comparisons between. Um, Brazilian players and their yeah. European counterparts. Apart from Kaka, I can't remember any Brazilian. Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. Mm, well, he wasn't that poster boy. Thiago Silva wasn't okay, really okay, a poster boy for Brazil. That for Brazil, that's, yeah. Mm, Thiago Silva was just a defender that you know from AC Milan. Even until he got to Chelsea, people still didn't really. They didn't watch many. Rank him up there, up there. A lot of mm. people, even till now, a lot of people still think Thiago Silva is not. He's overhyped or something. Not even overhyped, they just feel he's just an okay defender. But mm-hmm. when you look at the likes of Delima, Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, see, do this, so, uh, Brazilian players just want to party. They that's, just, but that, Philip, football but, is like a side hustle Philip, for them. Philip, but that's like six ballon d'ors. That's like six ballon d'ors in, in that list you just mentioned. Them, Chelsea's um, former David Lewis. He's still also not a poster boy. I'm talking about the poster people. boys. Yeah, yeah that's, that's about, that's the, that's the, about the brand names. The people that made us fall in love with. Good, yeah, that's about five ballon d'ors there. So get, to an extent, that's quite Kaka, good. No, I'm saying the hunger. Hmm. These people were up there for... They had, just like a popular musician, Drake says, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> they had, they, they were just there for that they good time. They didn't care about... I'm competing with one guy for Balloon Dior for 11 years straight. I'm right. trying to outscore you know, one guy. You know you're good. You know the, Ronaldo you're Messi, the Ronaldo Messi competition and, and dominance, mm-hmm. see, we'll probably never see, see it again. again. We would probably never because I don't think... Maybe any our other, generation though. Maybe our generation, maybe the generation after us. I can't pinpoint the new guys coming. I can't pinpoint anyone that is that committed to football that will go head to head like Ronaldo and Messi. You said the times has changed though. Not only the time yeah, that changed, yeah, everything, everything. So yeah. Because we now there's this lot of exposure, there's this lot of um, commitment you have to deal with, there's this lot of, uh, I don't know. Football is more like a side also for people now. You get, you are more interested in, you know, the social media, you lose a penalty, you go to Instagram to type like a whole oh, page of too. reason why, you know, you've lost a penalty. People then lose penalty and they move on. I mean, the Zidane, that's what I'm saying. It is not, Zidane the did fo- what he did in the World changed. Cup. Football has changed. Yeah, not even football alone. I'm at saying, the time of these players, you actually Sports generally. Sports, look at yeah. the tennis counterparts too. Look mm-hmm. at everybody feigning. Me- no, oh. let me say feigning. Look at everybody saying me- mental, mental, mental. Where was the mental when they said that Williams? Look now. She lost over the weekend in the Indian Wells. True. I've been saying this thing about <laughs> Changing your coach and all that, yeah? But, but look at South American guys, mostly the Brazilian players. They just want to hit the peak, go back to Brazil to play, party. But their European counterparts, that's when, when you look at when they even retire. When you look at a lot of European yeah, guys that retire. No, life, no, life, life gas balance. You, no, if, if you're that talented and be that serious, you know you watch your exactly. No, if, so if you think you, about, you, you be very talented and then let life allow you, you not to be serious. Me, I, mean, I just want to uh, so that the Europeans who want to be serious, they are not me, as talented as you. Europeans retire and they still come to training. Uh, yeah, still keep it. I can't remember any Euro- European player that has retired that is fat, that is big, that has mm, lost yeah, weight, yeah, uh, yeah, lost shape. Who? Fat command. <laughs> Sure, Ronald Koeman. Ronald Koeman is old now. How about I'm saying? Schneider. 
Even look at Asenwenga, he still comes to training. He still, even people that they don't have career anymore, mm-hmm. that injury has ruined their careers. I mean, European, he's still come to training. No, we train. Diaby still trains. You know, people that they have no business. To be fair, you struggle. Look at the Brazilian guys, even when they are playing. To be fair, you struggle to see. I'm struggling to see, you know. I'm looking at, you know, retired um professionals and i'm struggling to see that <laughs> well, one that is out of shape that, yeah, I mean. yeah 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 at least you could have that dark body but you're still, but you know, patrick vieira is still like on, i on. get i get but you can't count ronaldo like ronaldo, <laughs> she, ronaldo. To ronaldo you can't count three ex-brazilian players that has not lost shape and you can't count money three. and, uh, and have money. even like even with like just you yeah, yeah 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 i get well, that's all we can take on the show this evening. Boyga is here to take the news. Well, do join us tomorrow at 7 p.m. for another brand new edition of Spot Lounge. Good night. News, sports, interviews, documentaries, music, and much more. Only the best. The news on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. This is, this is, this is, this is News Recap on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Told reporters it was a private authority. News Recap. News Recap. Hello and welcome to News Recap. On the occasion of this year's International Day of the Girl Child, the wife of Ondo State Governor, Mrs. Betty Anya Wakaidolu, has stated her continued commitment to building female technology leaders. Mrs. Anya Wakaidolu, who made this known in her message to celebrate the day, said she would continue to build the group to become problem solvers for Nigeria and the world. The founder of BMO, empowered initiative the largest girls only ict and solar boot camp in nigeria enjoined leaders not to deny the girl child equal access to quality education voting noting that such decision is counterproductive to national development speaking on the theme of this year's this year which is digital generation our generation the undo state first lady noted that her empowerment initiative for girl child is a testimony of 